There we go. We're being recorded. I locked it by mistake the first time. <laughs> now, oh. <laughs> now, now it's being rewarded. I always get the star seven and the star nine. I can't, I can't remember which one it is. So star seven's oh. locked. Star nine is record. So I made the mistake of going with star seven first. So <laughs> there we go. Okay, shoot, Melody. Okay. I have three questions today. And, you know, something that I find very helpful that I've begun doing and you know it might be something that other people want to do is I actually have a little notebook where I keep my questions so out throughout the week as I'm working on things I have this page that says questions for James and so that way <laughs> when it comes to the call I got them ready so okay, I have three questions if we get to them sure. um, the first quick question is I really like your signature on your email I just wonder okay. what you use to create your signature. Okay, um, that that's uh, Funnel Kits, which is our service, um, our email marketing automation service. And um, behind the scenes, technically, what it is is Active Campaign. So um, that uh, signature is just part of a template uh, that comes okay. with Funnel Kits. And it's a drag and drop editor when you're doing uh, when you're creating your templates. Now I think there's 40 or 50 default templates, but what you can do is customize the one that you want and use it as your own default template for all the messages you send out. And the things that thing that's nice about it is you can uh, they have a whole bunch of blocks basically that you can drag and drop into a footer. And, you know, oh. they have a social media block. They have a signature block. They have a, um, uh, you know, the subscriber info block. And you can say, I want it stacked uh, vertically or I just want it horizontal across the bottom. So it's pretty easy to kind of set up the signature you want with the pieces that you want. And once you've done it once, it's in a template that you can use over and over again. So it doesn't have to be done each time. Okay. And okay. does it have to be on your autoresponders, or is it? Can you use it in your one-off emails? Um, it, it, it's it's specific to funnel kits. Um, if you're talking about just an email that gets sent out, for example, from Gmail or or Outlook, or is that what you're talking about? I mean, I yeah, I'd like to have a signature like that. I mean, it definitely would be nice for the autoresponder, of course, but I'd also yeah. like to have a nice signature like that for my emails from Gmail. Okay. Um, yeah, so on, on mine for Gmail, I have a, the, what is it, the G, uh, G Suite or something like that. Um, oh, okay. And just, yeah, so I, I'm using Gmail on mine. And uh, in the settings uh, for it, there's a, uh, the gear up in the top right in Gmail. And one of the one of the options in that gear for settings is uh, there's actually it's a settings gear and then there's a menu called settings in there and the signature you can set up no signature or you can uh, put the signature in and it's just a regular editor so uh, I have yeah, like I, signs across the top and you have what across the top. I just have like uh, equal signs to sort of put a top and a bottom right. to the signature and then a space in between. Okay. And that's just done in Gmail. So any other emails that you see like links in the bottom for social media, those are coming directly from uh, Funnel Kits. And you can send, in Funnel Kits, you can send, uh, you can send emails individually. Oh, okay. They don't have to be a broadcast because it's a CRM. It's like an actual, um, it's a an actual, you know, an actual customer relationship management piece of software. Um, you can you can keep track of individual emails that you send to people and send them directly from within the Funnel Kits app, which is kind of nice. That is nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah, that's that's very nice. Okay, so. Thanks for that, James. Now yeah. I'm ready for my next question if you are. Shoot. The, I'll tell you what the two are and you can answer them, you know, interrelate them or not or whatever. My two questions are, something we touched on before is on my site where, yeah. you know, my school, I have both the services which are 
really offered by my company, Smart Girls, but I have, yeah. you know, a, whatever the product listing there so they can pay for it in the cart. Yeah. And then I have my courses. So I'm wondering, I don't remember what you said. Sh- should I, you know, right now on my menu, there's a link that says, services, which I think I'm going to change, but there's a link that says services and a link that says my courses. I was wondering if I should put, instead of services, just put store and maybe even under that put the categories where, so store would be a way they could see all the products mixed together, you know, mm-hmm. all the offers mixed together. And under that I could have a submenu that says products, you know, or I mean uh, like actor services, writer services, actor courses, writer courses, but just something basically like the categories. Should I have that as a menu? Um, do you Have you checked to see um, how many people are viewing your site on uh, phones or tablets versus desktops? I, well, no, because I haven't really promoted that site yet. So I, okay. you know, I'm assuming, you know, very few. So, you know, I haven't really promoted it yet. Okay. Well, here but this is just my yeah. I will tell you on my regular actors on my regular site, my smart girls, it's about fifty fifty. Fifty fifty. Here's my personal kind of gig on it. It's not a science or it's not a be all and end all answer. My personal uh, choice is to try and have on the main menu to try and keep it to a single level if at all possible. And the reason is is if someone is looking at it on uh, a phone, it will automatically change to, the main menu changes to one of those hamburger menus, right? Yeah. Yeah. And if it changes to a hamburger menu and you've got, you've got um, uh, you know, like some uh, main, main menu items that have six or seven sub-menus, uh-huh. when people open it up, you've got this huge menu with it and that I, I find that bothersome so what I try and do the is keep it items go vertical when you open yeah it up? it's it, yeah okay. it, it still goes vertical so it ends up you know it's like people if it's too long and they're on a small phone it's like they've got to scroll down the page just to see the menu because okay. all these sub menus open up so my personal choice is to try and keep it uh, as simple as possible on the menus and make the choice on the page, not on the menu. Okay. Okay. So, uh, again, this is personal preference. There's no wrong or right answer. Um, I, I don't think there's a wrong or right answer. It's kind of, you know, what, what you think is aesthetically pleasing to you and what works best for the customers. Um, you know, sometimes if you've got a lot of choices, it's really hard because you're almost trying to educate people on how to use the site, right? Yeah. Because you've got so many choices and so many options available. So I, I, I try and, and it's hard because, you know, you, you've got, you know, for example, we do services, done-for-you services. We have courses. We have this. We have that. And it's really hard to get, um, to get people started in the right place and not overwhelm them and not try to overwhelm them. And that, that's part of that whole onboarding sequence, right? If you're going to get someone signed up, it's like, what do you want them to do? When do you want them to do it? And then how do you teach them how to use the course, the, the site almost, uh, over and above selling them on buying your products and services? Um, so, you know, you've got Smart Girl Services there. You've got a course mm-hmm. list, which are, which are your courses. Like, I, I might just put courses, Versus what? Well, it, it min- just minimizes the menu. I my oh, again, right. my personal preference is don't be too like overly descriptive. Okay. In in like you've got services by smart girls. I would just put services. You know, I would just put courses, services, okay. blog. You know, login. And okay. then and then with with login, I believe on uh, with yours, you can actually change that. Right, you can uh, have it go to uh, you know account after they've logged in because you have the ability right. to have menus that are, are conditional based on whether the person's logged in or logged out. Um, you know, you've got the cart in two places. You've got it in the very very top menu. You've got it in the main menu. So you've got cart in two places. 
Um, again, personal preference, you know, whatever works uh, best for you. Um, but, uh, you know, you've got all these additional services. You know, I think you, if you did some kind of, um, uh, you know, you've got feature services for actors and, and screenwriters, um, you know, what, what's, what's wrong with your listing of all these services? Like, why, why would you add separate menus? Well, I was even thinking that maybe I don't even want to have the services menu because I'm really, um, I'm not trying to sell those services on that site. I want to focus on selling my courses. And so yeah. I even thought about, you know, I guess that's one of the reasons I was thinking about putting store so that yeah. it would be a sub-menu. Because like as I was playing around with it, when I clicked on the services page, it seemed like an interruption in the flow. It's okay. like it just didn't, you know, so I was just thinking about changing it some way. Because I just, the only reason I have that right now is I want to have the, I want to, I want people to feel safe that if they come over to this site from the other one to pay for it, that they yeah. feel comfortable that the smart girls services are integrated and that they know that it's not something funky. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. And and yeah, so I think you can put that on the order page, right? Right. I don't don't be afraid to put that on the order page. Like on some of our my order pages, um there's some people have a different strategy for order pages. Some people will will uh strip the order page from headers, footers, sidebars. So it's basically a minimum amount of options for the person, right? It's like enter your credit card details and your, yeah. you know, your sign-up details and press the button. Um, the other kind of strategy that you see sometimes is you'll see a, you'll see a two-thirds page with the actual purchase details. And on the right-hand side, you might see, uh, for example, a little detail about, um, you know, Here's a here's a, a seal for our guarantee, you know, 100% guarantee, money back guarantee, you know, a, 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 pro, a, a prompt here or there to give people that sense of confidence that um, that they're in the right place. So you know, you could put um, you know um, um, about smart girls or whatever in the Hollywood B school, put it somewhere on that order page, the checkout page, so that people feel a little more comfortable um, with it. Um, you, then how so, do I do that? Is that just on the on yeah, part of you, it? Yeah. So here, here, uh, one of the easy ways to do it is, um, you know, we use a lot of times we use the the Beaver Builder, right? Uh, yeah. Or if you're if you're not using a page editor, what you can do is use one of those uh, one of the plugins for WordPress that uh, you know, or, or if you're a, obviously a designer, you could do this manually, but you do. Uh, you remove all of the sidebars uh, and uh, from the page, and then you just use some columns uh, in the actual checkout page. And most people, or the ones that I suggest, is like doing a two-thirds, one-third, and then just put the short code for easy digital downloads in the two-thirds area. And then you can, uh, in the right-hand column, you can put you know three blocks of information so that it shows right, up okay. on the checkout. Um, and it's where, specific to that page. That's one where way. Where is the? Yeah, I like that idea. Where is? Where do I find the short codes for the Easy Digital Download? Um, if uh, if you go to easydigitaldownloads.com and just do uh, just do a search on short codes, the one the, okay. they're pretty straightforward because the one uh, for the one for um, the checkout, I believe, is uh, and actually it's set up on your site already on the regular checkout page. But I believe it's square bracket edd underscore checkout square bracket. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure that's what it okay. is. Okay, yeah. I can find it based on what you told yeah. me. Yeah, and they have ones for like a profile editor for subscriptions. So it'll it'll give you um, basically there's you can you know your account page. I believe on it's called my account on your site. Uh, it's just got three short codes. It's got the the uh, it's got the one for um, uh, download history, purchase history, and I believe uh, what is it? Uh, 
profile editor. And actually it's downloads, download history, purchase history, short codes. Where's the one for the, I'm just looking. Uh, creating the checkout page. Yeah, it's, it's under, sorry, it's uh, square bracket download underscore checkout square bracket. Okay. Okay, so you can put that on, on the checkout page that you have and just add another column on the right-hand side or the left-hand side, whichever one you want. I prefer the right-hand side builder. myself. Yep. Using the builder. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay, That's good. Just one that way helps it. a lot. Yeah. Okay. So again, it's it's personal preference. It's uh, there's no. I don't think there's any hard and fast rule. A lot of times, you know, it depends who your customer is, right? If you're dealing with corporate people that want to see a whole bunch of stuff in the headers and footers, you know, you can just have a regular page. If you're buying, you know, if you're selling something that you have to keep the choices to a minimum um, with fickle customers or fickle buyers, and you want to remove all the choices. Um, you know, then you then you can do that too. Yeah. Okay. No. For me. Yeah. Sense. Okay. And yeah, it does, James. And I was expecting a box just like that as a cast or a freelance. Hold on. I'm on the phone. Well, we'll wait for we'll wait for that one. Here I need to get right out. Okay. Okay. So, uh, yeah, and one of the things I am really wanting, I am doing and want to continue to do is create and get this site going with best practices, and that's another reason that I came to you to really do that. So I like the things that you told me, and and I'm going to opt for the two-thirds, one-third, where in that column, on the one-third column, I'm going to put various credibility things so people have confidence because I just see okay. that being more important for the long term. Okay, so now I have my third question I wanted to ask you if yeah. everything's on that one okay. Yeah, just actually give me one second. Um, okay. Because I'm, uh, I'm just trying to – I have a – I know I did one for another uh, customer here, so I'm just going to see if I have the – if it's still set up on the page, and I can give the URL to see one. Okay. Oh, I'm logged in there. Yeah, because I did a couple, I have a couple that are like done up already. Okay. Um, that I did for other people. And I'll see if I, yeah, okay, here. If you go to, um, uh, I did one for uh, for Steve for Steve Rosenbaum. Oh, okay, I think that's um, who the person was that referred me to you. Yeah, yeah. So, so, and, and actually, Steve's my partner with Funnel Kits. So, okay, good. Yeah. So, if you go if you go to steverosenbaum.com and you go to the courses and and basically buy a course in his store. Okay. Um, and you go to the checkout, you'll see that the checkout's there, and on the right-hand side, it's got a, you know, it's got a graphic of a shield, and it says, you know, your information is safe. We will not sell or rent your personal contact information. And then it's got an SSL uh, graphic, secure checkout, and then it's got a button that says, need help? Here's the phone number. Okay, I'm a little bit behind. I just got to Steve's page, and now go, I go to where? Go to the store and courses. Okay, good. See, he um, he's got a store up there. Okay. And just pick one of the courses to purchase. Okay. And then click take this course. For some reason, my internet's being slow. Okay, so I'm gonna click one of these. Okay. All right, there we go. Okay, well, let's see. So I click, oh, I've got to do take this take course. course. Yeah, and it'll go to the checkout. Okay, gotcha. Okay, now if you look at that checkout, it, it shows his logo at the top, but no menus. Right. Right? 
And if you look yeah. on, it's got two-thirds is the checkout, and then on the right, it's got some stuff to make people feel a little more secure with the checkout, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly the kind of thing that I want. And I might have just a little bit more, you know, of course, about you know, yeah. art girls and Hollywood B-School exactly. or whatever. Exactly. And then on the bottom, you'll see that all of the footer, you know, three footer columns are missing. There's just uh-huh. the copyright and the privacy policy and the disclaimer at the bottom. Is that important to have there? Um, again, personal preference. Okay. You know, if if you have that information or links in the right-hand column, you don't need it. Okay. Okay, yeah, I like that. It's, yeah, perfect. Okay. Now, you don't need it, but some people put it in, and, you know, you might test it and find out which one works best for you. And I also like that he has the phone number there. Yeah. You know, that need help. It's like so people know that they, it's like, like I would be someone who would write that phone number down just to, you know, yeah. to make sure. So, yeah, that's yeah. great. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now, just a sec, uh, Steph, did you get on? No, I had someone else uh, trying to. No, get yes, on. I did. I finally yeah, got yeah. on. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I'm here. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so go ahead, Melody. Okay. Question so number my, three. Okay, yeah, is, you know, I've been talking to you about, you know, kind of going back and forth about having a community and that kind of thing or not. What I finally realized is that what I would like to have on my site, it's, I don't know if it's a hybrid, it's not a, it's kind of a forum, but it's not, it's like, I'd like to have it where people could exchange ideas maybe on a given module. You know, either, either I could set it up that, to do it by module, but I just want to have it where people could exchange ideas, but actually I'm thinking, what do I want? You know, it's, I don't know what I was thinking, but Kind of actually an FAQ community is that's what I was thinking. Not as much exchange ideas is if people ask if people, if someone asks a question, then I'd like to have a place where you know it's more like what do you call it a knowledge base or something. Yep. So yeah. basically, I would still be doing most of the answering, but maybe other people could answer too. But it's more like a knowledge base. Okay. Um, well, there's a couple Thank ways you. to do. Yeah, there's a couple ways that I've seen that done. Um, the the kind of the first one is you can just use the comments right on each of the lessons. I don't know. Yeah, you can if well, you want to. The, right, the only problem, because yeah, because it's a regular post type in LearnDash, so you can just you know turn comments on on each lesson or okay. on the lessons that you want to have talked about, as an example. Okay. And then it's going to have comments, just regular WordPress comments at the bottom. So that's okay. kind of one way to do it. I don't like doing it that way because each lesson has its own comments, right? Right. So, you know, it's specific to a, you know, to a lesson, but it's not specific to a course. Right. So, yeah, that's kind of like what yeah, what you're saying there is like I'd like to have something where all the comments for a given course yeah. could be accessed by only the people who are signed up in that course. That's exactly what I want. Yeah, so the other way to do it is you can, in LearnDash, out of the box, you can create groups. Okay. And you can have a group kind of moderator. um, And groups are people uh, that are organized into basically groups or bundles of courses. You can can say, uh, you know, that everyone who's in the beginners group has access to these three or four courses, and you can give them rights to specific content, and also you can use that group to give them access to other areas or pieces of the site. And and I I use that with a plugin called WP Fusion plugin, which does tagging, which is tied to funnel kits. So what you can do with that as well is you can have, let's say for example, you add someone to a group called beginners, and you can add a tag that's the beginners tag. Um, and then what you can do is you can use a forum, just like you know the BB Press forum as an example. You can have the forum that says this forum or this 
uh, topic in the forum is only available to people that are in this group. So that if they have a question or about a course or module, they can discuss it in the forum. That's that's okay. another way of doing it. Okay, so let me see if I understand what you're saying. So if I wanted to have it where, let's say for my branding course for actors in LearnDash, yeah. I want to create a forum where the people who have, are in that course yeah. You know, or have a whatever you call it, have paid are members of that course at yeah. any time. That they can engage in the forum for that course. I can set that up. Yes. That's an option. Let's, say I, let's just say I kept it real simple and it was like on a course by course basis. This one has access to this yeah, you you can you that that's doable. It takes a little bit of massaging, but it's it's definitely doable. You can oh, do it with. Well, the other thing you can do is. Way? Yeah, the other thing you can do is, uh, you know, there's plugins for WordPress. Like, there's one called the DW Q and A plugin, question and answer. Um, and that DW? one is. Yeah, DW question and answer. It's by Designwall. They have a oh. free version. They have a free version and a paid version, I think. But okay. you can you can set that up uh, just as an example where you can have a private or a public question and answer section. So it's like, it's like I think Quora, you know, is an example of a paid service for that, where people okay. ask a question and then the group can answer it. Right. So, you know, that's, a, that's another way of doing it. The, the issue guess, with all, yeah. Well, Go ahead. Yeah, I think, you're, well, you, I think you were just about to answer exactly what my next question was. Like, what's the trade-off or what's the... You know, what are the things to consider about one of these things? Yeah, so the the part that's hard is giving only certain people access to certain Q&As or forums, right? Yes. And that's that's why I use the WP Fusion plugin. Um, and the WP Fusion plugin, again, allows you to add tags to purchases. And, you know, you've got easy digital downloads, right? Yes. And even WooCommerce or EG, Easy Digital Downloads works with WP Fusion. And what the way that it works is it says, if someone buys this course, assign this tag to them. Wow. Okay. So then if, if someone buys course A, apply tag A. So they have tag A. So when they go to a discussion forum, you say, okay, this discussion forum is only available for people with tag A. If they don't have tag A, okay. they can't see it. Okay, that sounds perfect. Okay, but you have to set up your products with WP Fusion that say that says, okay, you got, um, you know, you've got uh, this course assigned this tag or tags. Okay. Okay. And I'm going with. You know, I had asked you another question about the the tags and categories. Yeah, and these are different I'm... tags. These are different tags. They're not this. You're talking about tags for content. These are WP yeah. Fusion tags, which they're a little oh, bit okay. different. Okay. Um, and these are yeah, these are tags that are unique to WP Fusion. Okay. Okay. If you go to wpfusionplugin.com. Uh-huh. That's that's where you'll see it, and if you're an active member with us, you get that plug-in free. Nice. Okay, I'd like okay. to request that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but that uh, and the the reason I like that is not only the tags, but it it ties directly to uh, funnel kits. Okay. So <laughs> what happens now is like when someone signs up for the WordPress site, we uh, I I add three tags to them. I add I add one that's called uh, member colon new, so I know that there's a new member, um, and because they have that tag, I can start an automation, sending them a series of emails because they have that tag. I also add another tag that's called pass colon free, and that tag automatically enrolls people in a couple of the Word uh, Learn Dash courses. Okay. Wow. And then the other one it does is it uh, adds affiliate 
or AF colon register. So that lets me know that they've also been registered as an affiliate. And because they have that tag, I can start the affiliate automation. Wow. Okay. So that's, that's how I, I have mine set up. But it's wow. just a simple way for me to control. You know, I can start three automations based on the three tags that every user gets assigned when they sign up. And when they purchase a support, for example, a support contract, they get a tag that's purchase colon support. So okay. now I can set in automations and I can sort everyone, right? In, in funnel kits, I can say, show me only people that have uh, you know support. Show me all the new members, or show me all my affiliates, and I have tags for each of those. And I, I break my tags into things like what have they downloaded, what have they purchased, um, you know, what kind of access to the courses do they have. Wow. All right. Good. Yeah. And you were using, uh, I'm just trying to remember, I don't know if they have, uh, they have tons of supported CRMs and email marketing ones. I'm not sure if they have the one that you're set up with. I'd have to double check. Yeah, probably not. Uh, where is it? I use ARP Reach for my autoresponder. Yeah, that's right. And I uh, use one-page CRM. Actually, I don't know. Yeah, one yeah. page. I don't know about one page. I don't know if that one is covered. Yeah, they're probably not. But I'm just getting started, you yeah. know. So yeah. I'm looking. Well, the, the, yeah, the other kinda. thing. The other thing that's cool with this is um, if you. I, I know that WP Fusion has webhooks, so if they have an open API, you can actually write webhooks or use Zapier, for example. Oh, okay. To hook them up, that would work as well. To hook up WP Fusion and well, your website, things? yeah, your website, and if the AR, um, you know, the auto ARP or ARP, the web-based one, I'm not sure uh -huh. if it has tags or uh, you know uses Zapier, but you'd be able to do hook up your WordPress slash. Yeah, yeah. So you'd be able to add tags with Zapier based on the tags in WP Fusion and your website. All so right. it would work. It would work the same, and I, same with one page. If it allows, you know, Zapier, you can do that. So okay. it's it's workable, okay. but you have to do a bit extra work. But these tags I'm talking about are different than content tags. Right, yours Ta are yeah. like little functions. Yeah, these are automation tags or marketing tags. Yeah, I mean that funnel okay. kit you're talking about definitely is. Yeah. Makes things a lot easier, and wow. Yeah. Yeah, and the only other reason, the reason I got into this, and this is kind of neat, is that when um, we, like I had, I had a number of different sites, right, different WordPress installs, and when I first started, people started struggling because they'd sign up with one uh, username and password on one WordPress site, and then they'd have to go to another WordPress site and be a different username and password. And the reason that I got into WP Fusion and, and the funnel kits is because the funnel kits contains the person's username and password from the first time that they sign up. And then it automatically creates users in the other WordPress sites that I have that are identical. So nice. if someone signs up on, you know, on one site, and for whatever reason they use one of the other services or they get to one of my other sites where they need to sign up, they already have a user account. It's the same one that they signed up with before. It's built into the system. Very nice, like Amazon. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like uh, it's similar, but um, behind the scenes it's different, but it works similar. Okay. Yeah. That, that's the other thing, too, that you can do with... Um, uh, with the ultimate member, which I put on your site as well, is you can use social logins if you want. So if you want people to be able to sign in with Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter. Yeah. But, yeah. They, but they it's can't. very nice if people want to, but yeah. Yeah, I don't do it either. I don't want to give anyone the usernames and passwords other than myself. <laughs> yeah. Personal preference. 
when when people use that where you sign in with Facebook, is it then linked permanently to Facebook so that if they change their password on Facebook, it changes there as well? Or yeah, it's it's uh, it's uh, it's linked. Um, it's just linked. They still have the username and password if they their WordPress username and password, but what it does is it links the Facebook or the Twitter one to that username and password, so they can log in with either or. So if if they change their password on Facebook, would it change also on the WordPress site? Or no, no, it stays the same on WordPress, but they'd be able to log in using their Facebook details I see. On on your site, so it it basically okay. it allows you to sort of tie the two together. They're okay. not dependent on each other, other than you know the passwords aren't dependent on each other. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks so much for answering my three no questions problem. for the day. No problem. And more. <laughs> Doctor Steph, do you have some questions? Um, actually, I have been listening. These are This is great information. I'm going to re-listen to the call because okay. there was a lot in there for me, too. Thank you so much for asking all those questions. Yeah. Um, no, I'm just kind of cruising right along. I've got my funnel kits pretty well done. Um, I'm running through all the emails, and I've sent in, as you've seen, a bunch of help tickets. Yeah. Those, were just, <laughs> those were just shortly, weren't they? A couple minutes yes. ago, just before one? Okay. There was only one shortly, and you answered the question of how I want that page set up, which is just basically a registration and payment link and good guarantee on the side. Yeah. Yeah, I quite like that. Uh, it's a nice kind of clean look. Yes. And uh, thank you again. You you do wonderful stuff. Cool. And Thanks. knowing that that's set up as a discussion in LearnDash, I was going to set up a closed Facebook group, which are some of the things that people are very familiar with now. Yeah. But I I like keeping it too. integrated with my system. Yeah, you can do that too. It's not a. Um, it's not a, you know, it's again, six of one, half a dozen of the other. And, you know, maybe a Facebook group, a uh, private Facebook group works best for you. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that, too. Um, so, you know, you kind of got to decide what's best for my users, what's best for my business, and, and what is the experience I want them to have and when, want them to have and what is it that I can support. Um, My thought, though, is if people are joining a year-long coaching program and they're going to be discussing very sensitive situations, Facebook has already had issues with privacy. Yeah. And they may feel like the FAQ is going to be a good place for people to just ask general questions. Yeah. You know, how do I access this? I didn't turn in my sheet, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But for the core discussion of the community that's going to be helpful, I think I want to <coughs> keep it off Facebook. Yeah. Now, the other thing to consider, too, is um, it's, it, if you – and again, I, I'm not part of a lot of Facebook groups, but let's say, for example, you've got a really, really, really active group. And, and then you've got someone that starts – uh, today, and then you got someone that starts six months from now on the coaching program. How does that person that just started go back and look through the previous six months' discussions to answer the same questions that were asked by the person that started six months ago? Right. That was that was my thought. Yeah. So, so we should it, for that. Yeah, so it's not it's not designed for that. You know, if if you have a Facebook, a lot of times you'll see uh, people with coaching programs, they'll have a private Facebook group for group A. Then they'll have another Facebook group for group B. And then another Facebook group for group C. So that you know, it keeps the people in the groups technically together based on where they are. So, you know, that well, that's an, a way of the the issue that that I think with Facebook personally is yeah you're getting someone to go somewhere else other than your site, and I I think that this whole 
I'm kind of, not not betting, but my I think the whole gamification and the rewarding people and stuff like that is going to become more important in these campuses and communities. And you can't do that on Facebook. So you know if you log if you log in um, starting to log into to the uh, our campus, you'll see on the right hand side on any of the course pages you'll start to see badges show up based on whether or not you finished a course or completed a quiz or logged in, you know, X number of times in a month. So, you know, there's some there's some additional flexibility that is provided when you keep people on your own site. So again, personal preference, but that's that's how I kind of look at it. And I like rewarding people and and doing those types of things i think you're right people yeah. especially the younger generation are looking for the certificates that said you did a great job yeah yeah <laughs> right Seth, can and, you and share what your website is it's making shifts s-h-i-f-t-s <laughs> happen.com okay not not making shits happen making shifts <laughs> Let's get that S in there. <laughs> but it starts a lot of conversations going wet. You make it's shit happen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm really following everything that you're doing because when I set up with James originally it was Learn Dash, but we didn't have the funnel kits and some of the other things that he's mentioning and the fusion which I think is great. So I'm really getting re-educated and updated into what's available now. Yeah, maybe you can explain, uh, just talk a little bit about uh, how you've got it set up with the surveys. So what I did with the surveys is um, James told me to invent a Google document with like nine, ten questions on it that take people pretty much less than two minutes. And based on the results of their survey, they'll know what kind of stress they have, whether it's in a mental stress, emotional stress, and physical stress. That may not mean much to them, but it sure means a heck of a lot to me. So then when they respond to the survey in Funnel Kids, they get an automation that says, hey, great, your stress shows up as mental. Here's a free report. And the free report it's pretty generic for all three, but it talks a little bit about how mental stress and you can't calm your mind. So they get that report. And then after they get that report, they get an email that says, you know, would you like to learn a little bit more? Here's a, here's a book, a free ebook, And the ebook is on belly breathing, which is a technique that manages all types of stress, mental, emotional, or physical. So... Once they get that ebook, they can get a video. Talks about innovative solutions for chronic pain. And I give them a small exercise in the video that they can do. And then after that, they get, you know, XYZ. And towards the end, they can log into a webinar. And the whole purpose is to get them to give me a, an appointment time for a free consult so that I can talk to them about what their issues are and see if my coaching program matches what their issues are. But meanwhile, they have a little bit more information so that when we talk, they at least know the terms sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system, or they have some concept of what that is. So there's a little bit of education so that we can use common language, but every page on there has book your free consult in some way. And it takes them to a calendar where they can book a consult. So I think James calls that the golden parachute or something where they can kind of get their call in as soon as they want to. And it's a series of seven emails that we've set up. And again, very invaluable advice and, and suggestions from James. Yeah, but the thing that you've done is you've got you've got three series, one for each of those stressors, right? Right. Mhm. Yeah. So it's and an each email. Yeah, each email has just a little bit different languaging. I'm I'm still working on some of it, 
where the emotional stressor will understand why all of a sudden one word will cause them a complete breakdown. <laughs> and uh, a mental stressor, you know, you lay awake at night and rethink and revisit everything and those types of things. So there's a little bit of language that's unique to each of those that really speaks to the person's situation. And so there are three different um, automations set up so that the person gets something that's really unique but generic to their situation. And it's all driving toward your coaching program? Mm Mm-hmm. And then in the coaching program, in the coaching program, it's set up as in one of the emails, they can buy a belly breathing program for $47. And they can, again, get a little bit more understanding and explanation and education, and that's the Learn Dash course. And then my coaching program is actually set up as a Learn Dash course. And it has 12 modules that are delivered once a month for 12 months. Wow. Yeah, and and in Steph's situation, you know, she felt that she had to physically talk to people before they're going to sign up, because it's a it's not a it's not like a, you know buy this book and get this. It's not something that's necessarily a sales page kind of purchase. So the whole goal of all of those series email series is you know book your time, book your time, book your time, book your time. Yes. You know, which which may not work for yours, or it may work for for yours. It just depends on what you're selling. The the neat thing is, is you've got seven to ten touches during you know those those ten to twenty one days kind of thing of the series. That you know, if someone's interested, they're going to do something, and if they're not, they're probably not going to. So it's a good way to weed people out. Mhm. I mean, if they unsubscribe at any time, okay, great. Um, let me keep moving with the people who have a certain level of interest. And it's a good idea because of the price of my coaching program to invest some time in that person yes. at the beginning. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I could hear in what you're saying that, like, you know, what it really made me think of is because it you know, is a higher ticket that you're you're looking for the people who really, really have a problem that they want solved. Like it's something really bothering them. Yes. Yeah. Chronic chronic situations, chronic illness, um, irritable bowel, IBS, um, insomnia, migraines, any kind of chronic health issue that they want to <clears throat> start shifting. But even even within that program, there's a small ticket item, the belly breathing program, that gets people interested. And then you have your setup done, and you know what it takes. Yeah. So it's a little bit dif- different for each business, but, you know, the process is the same. So once that's set up, the cool thing is, is that it's just a question of adding new people to the process, right? I, I do have one question for Stephanie as well. Okay. When you, when you do your year-long course where you're giving one course per month, mm-hmm. do, you, do you also have like a weekly call or office hours or coaching? coaching? What do you have? As we have a weekly group coaching call. A weekly group coaching call. And no matter what, I am on that coaching call for an hour. And however many people can make that call, make it live, and then they can um, listen to the replay. Okay. And so no matter where they are in the program, they come to it. Mm-hmm. And then do you take questions at that point or sure. focus on one module or, no, it's, or give it's them assignments all... at the end or what? It's all coaching. It's like, how, how did you do meeting your goals? Well, anybody in any stage of the program can do that, right? How are you meeting your goals for this week? Um, what, what changes? What improvements have you noticed? Where would you like a little bit more information? Um, that's all pretty generic, and anybody at any stage can um, attend that call. 
if they've paid the highest price, they get me in person for a half hour a week. No group coaching. Okay. In person as in on the phone, one-to-one. Mm-hmm. One-to-one. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then if if no one is on the call, like I told James this last week, well, I'm worried, like, what if nobody shows up to my call? Then <laughs> what do you do? That's a pretty common question. <laughs> and And I've had that happen with network events and other things, and I just kind of talk about what the subject matter is, and I say, oh, I came across this article. So they know they're getting current information. And I just talk as if there were a group of people there. You know, if you're having trouble meeting your goals, where have you overscheduled yourself? Is there anything you can do a little bit differently? You know, blah, 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 blah. And Okay, just, so you kind of have an outline of some things you could talk about ahead of time yeah. if, if no one's there or if the questions are short or something like that. You have some other things kind of lined up. Oh, sure. I also have like 94 issues of blog talk radio sessions that can be used as subject matter as well. Okay. Yeah. So I might say, oh, I was reviewing this, and and here I'll play a segment of it for you, and I'll put in a 10-minute segment or something. There are so many great space fillers that you can do that really keep people engaged. Okay. What, what's the what's the two words that I always I always taught you in the early days? Creatively plagiarize. Well, yeah, those were one, but there was there was a there was another one about always capturing your always capturing your what? Your, I can't think. Your di- digital your digital digital exhaust. Yes. Yeah, capture everything you do. Repurpose, repurpose, repurpose. Repurpose, exactly. Capture everything. If you can, capture conversations on Skype. If you can, you know, capture processes that you do on your website. If you can, capture, like, capture all of these things. You know, you ask permission, obviously, you know, if it's with a client. But a lot of times, you know, you get questions from a specific client, and it's a common question. Instead of answering the question 14 times, just say, hey, look, I get this question all the time. I'll go over it with you. Is it all right if I capture it so that I can use it with other people? They may say yes. They may say right. no. But if you can, capture it. Great. I'm yeah, and it's something things. I'm considering using in my um, email process, too. You know, I had, if I want to use a testimony, I might have someone record their testimony so it's in that person's voice. Yeah. So there's lots of wonderful things you can be doing as you build, but you're starting with the basics, and so just keep moving forward with that. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Great info. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Okay. Great. Well, thank you, James. Thank you, Melody. Thank you, you, everyone. Yes. Great call. Great information. Lots to do now. <laughs> yeah, I'm just okay, trying to talk to you all next week. I'm going to stay on just for another okay. minute because Malcolm's trying to get on from the UK. Um, okay, James. I'm going, James. Oh, there's Carol. Thank hey, you. Carol. Yeah, hi. In the um, background, I've yeah. been working um, on the GDPR. I'm logged into yep. Google Analytics. And. Um, I would like some help with that. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, okay. So Google Analytics, you are you are logged in. Mhm. Okay. Let me just. Uh, I'll go along with you here. <laughs> so you're logged into your account, and on the left hand side. Yeah, and I've been going through their suggestions. So I'm okay, in well, account settings. settings. I'm yeah. reviewing. I've reviewed the amendment, and now it says click manage DPA details. So I clicked on that, and I have nothing in there. Okay. So um, when you um, uh, do, you have uh, what would be a 
Okay, so on the left-hand corner, up in the left-hand corner, is there some a yellow uh, chart, and it says all website data? Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay, so it says all website data, and then underneath it, or just to the right of those words, there's a, a little down arrow, right? Mm-hmm. So when you click on that, a little box opens up. Yeah. Okay, and then it'll say properties and apps. Is it said analytics account, and then it'll have uh, properties and apps. Yeah. Okay, so do you have your website Carol Chapman Live as one of the ones in property and apps? Yes, I've got that one. I've also got suntopaz.com, yep. and you could pin Peninsula Travel. Yeah. So. The, so all, all you need to do is underneath the carolchapmanlive.com, it'll mm-hmm. have some digits. It'll say UA-1110 whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so just send, send that code in the ticket, whatever that UA-whatever that number is. Oh. That's all you need to do. Oh, that's all you need? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's already because. set up for you, but we we need this. We need to hook up the the GDPR settings with your site to the analytics account, so it knows what to track and what not to track. Okay, because that's my. I, I've already got that number. I already had that. Yeah. Number. So yeah, it's already there. So just just send it in so we have it, and I'll add yeah, it to okay. your site. Okay, okay. Can you also do the you could pin Peninsula Travel. Yep. Can you put that send on? Send them in. Yeah, send them All in. Right. And just make sure that you say, this is Carol Chapman Live. This is the number. This is Yucatan Peninsula. This is uh, Sun Topaz. So just make sure we okay. know which one belongs to which. Okay. Will do. Okay. So you want, that's me, that's to, you want me to give you a reply to the email you already sent me? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Just reply. Good. Thank you. Okay. Perfect. Now, I do have a question with that. In there, when I'm there, it says manage DPA details. And when I downloaded their information on Google Analytics, they said um, that they need contact details. They need and what? And I don't contact details. Yep. And I don't have any contact details in. Um, well, you, you do. No, no, you do because it's your account, right? And then the okay. other thing that's happening in the background is we have Monster Insights, which is um, uh, set up on your site. And they mm-hmm. they have they have a plugin, and it, it takes the details from your website and connects it to the correct Google Analytics uh, settings that you have, and it will update the settings in your Google Analytics account to support the GDPR stuff. Okay. So what's hap- what's happening is your website's going to talk to Google Analytics, and it's going to set up Google Analytics so it only tracks the stuff that, um, for lack of a better word, is legal or allows you, your site to be GDPR compliant. Okay. Okay? And for most of us, you know, the, the, we've added a privacy policy, which is mm-hmm. updated for the GDPR stuff on the sites. Um, mm-hmm. and, then, um, uh, and then if you do this stuff with the tracking, um, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're, in, you're in pretty good shape. Okay. So I had a privacy policy, and yeah. are you saying that you've put a new one on? Yeah, I believe so. It needs to be edited because we got the one that Steve had used, and I think mm-hmm. Christine put it on um, without changing some of the text, so I'm going to have to update everyone's site. Christine will do that tonight. Just to make sure that it says, you know, Carol and Son Topaz, for example. Right. Yeah, As opposed to, and so, Yucatan Peninsula Travel dot com. Yeah, yeah. It's got to have all three of those, and yeah. it's also 
I have a privacy policy, and you can just look that up and take the information from that. Yeah. Can you? Um, so what she going to do then? Put it in media? Is that um, how the privacy policy? It'll mm-hmm. be an actual page. Okay. It'll be a, a physical page. Oh yeah, mine yeah. is a page. Yeah. So um, and I'll I'll tell her to edit the existing one. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Trying to get Malcolm on here, but he's having trouble getting in from the UK, which is okay. Well, I'll put this call up. It should be available shortly, and okay. uh, we'll go from there. Okay. Thanks, James. Okay. No problem. All right. Good. Okay. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna hang Bye-bye. up here. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Stop the recording. Let's do this. Open it up. Okay. Here we go.